Hey there! Welcome to another edition of Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things. I'm the smart aleck guy and, and, and who has the words of wisdom. <laughs> I'm Pastor Chris Graveson, and I have my lovely and talented uh, co-host, Miss Joyce Adams, with me today. Hello, everyone. I'm the one that laughs at all these things he says. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she knows the absurdity. So. Well, at least we get a good chuckle out of it. Yeah. And we do have Frankie with us again today. And he's being a pest as I usual. I know, but I have a feeling he could, he's a good uh, uh, recurring guest to have because he's so sweet. I just have to remember, I can't look at him. I cannot refer to him because he jumps up like, Wait, Uncle Chris, really? Are you going to play? 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 And like, just now. <laughs> he's always ready for that. He's such a good boy. And um, hey, and we have just a, just a little bit of, of fun news. We are we were. We, I've always said, hey, we're on all of the major podcast. Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. They're all, we're always on the on the main ones. We're on um, Apple Podcasts and Podbean and Spotify and iHeartRadio and uh, oh Amazon Amazon Music, but. Now we are on YouTube. Yay. Yes, you can We've go. we made it to the big time. Yeah, we are big time now. <laughs> um, you can go to um, to Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things YouTube page, and you, you will see Season 2, Episode 1, and you can click on it and listen to it. And now, eventually, we'll have our beautiful faces. In, and we'll get a camera, and we'll be shining on everything. If you then can hear, then I will the... struggle to look intelligent as well as sound intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> this is not fair. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll have to try to sound as smart as I am adorable. See, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to use those buttons very often. Though, but um, so we uh, yeah we're on YouTube, coffee, bacon, and other sacred things um, on YouTube channel, and you can listen there too. It's uh, we're I'm just really excited about it. We're we're it's we're, a step forward. Yeah, it's a step forward, and God's working. And ever since we started this series on spiritual warfare, man, it's th- there's been one thing after another of just stuff that's been happening. Like the enemy just does not want us. To succeed in this. It's pretty amazing, but I went through all these little minor mishaps and things. It's just stopping me from doing things. And I, wait a minute. <laughs> He's after me too. Yep. <laughs> Get back. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, and the neat thing about here with the, um, uh, because, you know, we always talk about, we have our own radio show that we do local in Clear Lake. Um, but, you know, I've, I always have, I've never had to mute your mic before. Or on the, on the show on yeah. on on the podcast, I mute her mic all the time on <laughs> on the radio show. <laughs> uh, That's no. because you don't always like what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might. I mean, this uh, our our subject today. We're starting with uh, warfare with the world. And if you hear high pitched squeaking, that's um, that's Frankie's uh, his complaining that he doesn't he wants attention. Um, but uh, we've talked about how you know we 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 fight the battles of spiritual warfare on on three fronts. We we battle our sinful nature, and we've been talking about that the last couple of weeks. And we also um, uh, battle against the world and against the devil. And so today we're talking about um, our our spiritual warfare against the world, and. We also have to remember, whether it's our sinful nature or the world, remember that Satan is our ultimate en- enemy because he manipulates the other two against us. And it just... <laughs> I've been reading and I, I come to the conclusion that the world is Satan's domain. Oh, yeah. In fact, I, I wish... I am a pastor and I'm a good pastor and I know the Bible. I cannot recite chapter and verse to save my life i wish i could oh well this this, you know and i know that the you know it it does say that that 
um, Satan's domain is the world. He mm-hmm. is the he is the the the, the king the of ruler, the world yeah. or whatever you want to call it. I just can't tell you where it says it. I have, that's why I, um, I use Google a lot. <laughs> Everyone does, I think. I use the great Satan to tell me how to you know where, where the Bible verses are. <laughs> but that's a point that you you don't think about or it's not emphasized a lot that that the worldly mm-hmm. and everything in it is Satan's domain and he has charge of it. Yeah, and while with spiritual warfare, it's it's good. We need to be aware of spiritual warfare. We need to to know what's you know what's what in the spiritual warfare. We don't want to focus on it too much. We need to be aware of Satan, but we don't want to give him too much time and too much credit, or you know then we get in trouble, and we got a whole different set of, of situations on our hand. So, but we you know we still have to fight our battles on all three fronts. Um, and I have my notes here. This is the, the, I, you kind of think about World War II, how the Allies, um, you know, the Allied forces fought against Germany and against Japan, or the, I should say, mm-hmm. the Axis forces in in Europe, and they fought battle in, in Japan, and and that's you know kind of what we have to do. We're we're fighting multiple battlefronts. Praise God, His Holy Spirit takes each one of those, and it, it's just awesome. So. But now, really, the world is getting, the world isn't even pretending to be in, in our corner anymore as far as with, with Christians. And, uh, it's overwhelming sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's really overwhelming when you think about all the different aspects of just everyday life and how they're all not good anymore. No. And, well, and, and well, we'll get into more of it, but all on, what I was thinking about is you know, now more than ever, our holiness... As as believers in in Christ has to show through, and you know, to in order to glorify God, in order to further the kingdom, and uh, I know that we're wrestling even more with the world than we have in the past. That, um, but when we do, bottom line, we have to respond in holiness. We have to respond in the Holy Spirit and in Christ and and in faith. And in love, anywhere, anyhow, any way you want to think about it, that's how we have to respond. And because if we end up as Christians, if we end up looking like everybody else, mm-hmm. dang it, we failed. And you know, and and it's, and I've had a lot of people, a lot of times. I'm, I don't. How many times have we said this? I don't fit the stereotype of what a pastor, how I act or how I look. No, I'm I'm way too good looking to be a pastor. I'm just telling you. No. <laughs> Go to the Facebook page. You'll find out just how much a lie that is. God may smile when he looks at you, but sometimes he shakes his head. <laughs> and that's one of them. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> hey, I got to use both of them. Ow, I just hit the arm of a wooden chair. Ow. Hmm. Okay. Um, but we have to trust in God. We have to walk in the Spirit and apply the objective truths that we talked about in, in previous episodes. There's, there's objective truths of the Bible. that, And so we can glorify God with our lives. We can respond to the different situations that we're faced with. When we have someone in our face screaming vile things at us, we still have to respond in love. And that is, the, that is so, so counter- difficult. Yeah, yeah, and so counterintuitive. I mean, mm-hmm. the world... We grow up with that thinking, you know, you give what you get type thing. And that's just not true. We have to overcome the, the world system and all its temptations. So I, th- I think the first thing we need to do is kind of talk about and, and define what we're talking about, what we what exactly we mean when we say we battle against the world. And you know, there, there are three Greek words in the New Testament that are typically translated with, as world. The one we're talking about is the word cosmos. If I can, you know, if, if I'm, I flunked Greek, so I, I might be pronouncing that what, right correctly. I might not, but cos, cosmos is probably. Cosmos, yeah. And um, the, the, its main usage is the world system over which Satan rules. Okay. Everything in this world is affected by Satan somehow. And you know, whether it's the political system, the social, you know, social socioeconomic system, it's influenced by Satan, 
either directly by him doing something or him or the people who are not believers who are on the side of the world listening to him and and doing what you know he's directing them to do or I should say the the, the demons too he's got lots of little minions running around but uh, John chapter 12 verse 31 and when I quote that I have the notes in front of me trust me when I say that <laughs> Um, John twelve thirty one says, Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. So there's that. There's the scripture that I was trying to remember a few minutes ago. <laughs> the prince of this world will be driven out because that's what Satan is. He is the prince of this world. First John chapter 5, verse 19 says, We know that we are children of God and the whole world is under control of the evil one. And you can't say that enough. And it's getting hard. It's getting more and more blatant i'll probably say that six times today um uh, from the book the adversary uh bubek says as our enemy the world is the whole organized system made up of varying and changing social economic materialistic and religious philosophies which have their expressions through the organizations and personalities of human beings and that's the, the kicker of it you said we there you have these various parts of society and you have the norms. You have the, the social norms. You have economic ideas and and, and 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 philosophies, and all the religions out there. Okay, there there are organizations that are made up of people that promote these false ideas that that, that are not that are not of God. And you know, since these philosophies and ideas are contrary to the will and the standards of God, they are part of the world. And it's hard sometimes to think that our friend, who is not a Christian, is being influenced by the world, which is controlled by Satan. And we are constantly bombarded with all these worldly things, constantly. Yeah. Uh, all the media, I mean, we don't live in a bubble. Most no. of us don't. And you click on your email or you open Facebook. That's Satan's tool right there. <laughs> <laughs> you open Facebook and there's... Not just your friends, but there's this uh, plethora of philosophies yeah. and political opinions, and you're just bombarded with it constantly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, shoot, I was going to say something, and now I can't remember. Oh, okay. Well, I'm old. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we just have to remember that these are the things of the world, and, and they are set against the things of God. It's the, the sinfulness of humanity and the plots and strategies of Satan's kingdom work together, okay? Then they're working against what, what we will always call the sovereign will of God and his kingdom. They're pushing against us in every way, shape, and form. Um, that's why we as Christians are wrestling against it, okay? The world system that is made up of ideas and philosophies that are contrary to God's will and run by the devil... That's who we're fighting against. So that's that's what we talk about when, when it's the world. Now, just like we have, we talked a little bit uh, a couple weeks back about the objective truths of Scripture, we have a couple of objective truths that we can remember when we're, you know, wrestling with the world. And um, the first one is, hey, we are citizens of heaven. We are not, you know, I love the old Petra song, you know, we, we are we are strangers in a strange land. We are not of this world. We are our heavenly kingdom. We are citizens in the of the world, but we are more so citizens of heaven. That's a very comforting thought. Mm -hmm. Paul told the Philippians, you but our citizenship is in heaven. Period. And we eagerly wait for our savior uh, to come. So we're citizens of heaven. The world is not our home. We're adopted children of God. That's what, oh, that's so cool. I love, I love telling that. That was one of the best things I ever heard, that I'm yep. a child of God. Amen. We've been, we've been adopted by God. God has called us to a higher set, set of standards, a higher way of living. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know what that was about. I don't know. It was either a growl or a burp, but Frankie somehow voiced his, his displeasure with the situation. Sort of like a disgusted, disgruntled sigh, you know. <laughs> But he wasn't commenting on what we're saying, though, because no, he agrees with us. He's commenting about the fact it's been 36 seconds since somebody petted him. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, we, when, and when we say, we have to make sure we point this out. When we say we've been called to, a high, by, to live by higher standards, 
please don't think that we're saying that that Christians are better than other people. You know, we're we are we are living, we are children of the King, and in many ways, we're privileged by that by that blessing. But we are not any better. You know, we can look at any person that's not a believer and look at them and say, hey, there but for the grace of God go I. Literally, if you've ever thought about that, it is grace. We are saved by grace through faith. And so we can look at these, you know, sad people who are not part of the kingdom there, but for the grace of God go I. So keep that humility among you. The only way we can live by the standards that God sets is by the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's it's not ourselves that we do it. Um, the the world system runs counter to our higher calling, and I mean it's just that plain and simple. Um, those in the world obviously don't live the way we do. We can even look at um, Christians who you can call carnal Christians who are they they believe in Jesus and it kind of stops there and it has not affected their life yet. And, you know, the, but the world wants us to live the same way we've always lived. Um, we we're talking earlier, you know, we, we point out the sexual immorality in the world, that, what that scripture says. But the world says, you know, sex is fun. Well, yeah, it is in the context that God has set it up for between a man and a woman in, in, um, in a covenant relationship, covenant marriage. It's a, more or less the philosophy of if it feels good, do it. Yeah. Very much so. And if anybody gets in your way, you know, run over them. <laughs> yeah. And and the, the the thing you pointed out that, oh, man, that pedophilia is a sexual preference. It's not a perversion. No. Actually, anything counter to what God has said in in, in Scripture about uh, the sexual, the morality, is a perversion. It's a perversion of what God has, has set, set for. And that's a harsh word, but... <laughs> it's also one of those things like you know live with it sometimes the truth isn't easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it, you know we'll say that um you know the money our money is not ours it's god's everything we have is god's and that's why we tithe that's why we're generous with our our money as why we should be anyway um but the world says mine that money is mine and i want to do i will do anything i want with it and then we then we get to entertainment and think about that, that we're reminded, I remember the, the phrase when I was a kid, you know, garbage in, garbage out. You put garbage in your brain, you're going to get garbage out. And the world could care less what you put in your brain. And, you know, even when, especially when it comes that to the truth of Scripture, the, 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 the world system is fighting so hard with all these different agendas that different groups have, and they're not all political agendas, they're just they're just agendas. And they're saying that the truth is relative. I I I I don't know why the phrase bugs me, but when you say speak your truth, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I really don't know what that means. But it's getting worse because there's more and more lawlessness in the world. There's more and more, there's less and less respect for any authority, and I see it every day in in not just on the news or anything like that, but with people. It's amazing when you walk out and you start talking to people and you listen to their just. It's it's the me the me people. Yeah, you know, it's all about me me me, and I don't care about you. It's all, as yeah. long as I get what I want and I'm satisfied. Yeah, I got mine. Screw you, that's, and and that's that's, it. <laughs> that's <laughs> a crass way of putting it, but that's what that's the way it goes. Yeah, and the you know the Bible explicitly shows the world as an active enemy of believers, and and we should resist it. We should fight it aggressively. Um, again, John was a wonderful talk. Had a lot to say about the world and stuff, and he says, "Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world." The love for the Father is not in them. And this worries me about a lot of um, Christians that I know, that I talk with on a regular basis. They, they do not have their minds on the things of God. They are much more preoccupied with what's going on 
um, politically or socially or just about their stuff. They do not have in mind the things of God, and it breaks my heart. I don't get mad at people for not walking the way they should, you know, the way God calls us to. It breaks my heart because I know what they're missing. And I know that falling short like that carries uh, carries uh, consequences. Is that the right? Yeah, carry, I don't know about carries, but has consequences. It just breaks my heart. Jesus said himself, John 15, 9, if you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. And if, and said, as it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. And it's just a reality. It's that the world and, and, the, and its system actively opposes the church. We have to fight against that and resist it. This is why we call it spiritual warfare, because we, ha- we have to be out in the world. We have to do things. We have to earn a living. Mm-hmm. We can't cloister ourselves and, and just have beautiful thoughts all day. We have to be out there with all sorts of forces of evil, and mm-hmm. um, you just have to you know, gird yourself against it. Yeah, and and people will say, well, well, you know, pastor, you're 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 a pastor. You spend all your time in the church, and you don't encounter any of this. No. Oh boy, they don't know. <laughs> they know not know not of what they speak. Well, you know, I mean, if if I was, there are pastors who spend most of their time in their office. They're counseling with their with their uh, congregation. And they're studying and, and doing all this kind of stuff. And there's there is nothing wrong with that. If that is the if that is the role and the ministry that they have been called to, I would never criticize that. I am not that way. I am a get out in the in the community. I'm a community pastor, is mm-hmm. what I feel like. I go to the senior center and hang around with the seniors. And I, I just I I love them. I go to the fire department. I'm chaplain of the fire department. I'm gonna wrestle with those guys and have fun with them and they love bear. And they love, they like bear more than I've been told so many times. Oh, bears always welcome you. <laughs> Fine. Be like our dog groomer. She has a sign on the front of the door that says, Dogs are welcome. People yeah. sometimes. Well, see, you know, you, well, let bear go on a ride along in somebody codes and see if he's any help. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's part of that. I mean, I, I get out there and I see it. And when, I, and when I see it, and, we had I had one woman um, tell me, "Yeah, I'm a Christian, but Jesus came to me and told me don't pay attention to the Bible at all because it's all lies." Hmm. And I, I I I didn't say anything when she first said it because I was like, "Okay, I, I need to process that for a little bit," yeah. and because that's a that's that ain't right. Um, and I so the next time she said something like that to me, I said, "Okay, let, let's let's think about that for a second, okay." <laughs> Jesus came to you and told you that the very book that tells us, that he inspired, that tells us everything about him and who he is and what he did, it's all lies. Think about that for a second. And she started to think about it, and then she started talking about something else. <laughs> so, but at least you plant the seed, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Deal with it. And... <laughs> Well, it's a certain number of people use that as an almighty excuse. You know, well, Jesus, God told me, God spoke to me and told me not, not to do this or to do that. Yeah. You know, it's uh, oh. they're on shaky ground there for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, the the let's get back to what. <laughs> There's a rabbit hole. I was gone for a second. Now I'm back. Um, the second truth we can always remember is that the life that we had before we became a Christian, that's our old self. We have been crucified, dead, and buried to our old life. The Satan, you know, the, the word Satan means accuser, okay? So if, if he, he loves to come to us and say, well, you did this, and you did this, and, it, and, you know, and some of the things that we did were, were horrible, and we, we still feel bad and wish we could right that wrong. We can't. All we can do is walk in the forgiveness of God. Right. You can never go backwards. Yeah. No matter how much you might want to change the past, you can't. Yep. And and the best thing we can do to not do that again is to keep our focus out of the world and in and on Christ himself. And uh, Galatians, Paul said in Galatians, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Galatians 6.14. 
through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. He, he talked, he talked, we've talked a lot about when Jesus, when we accept Jesus and, and as our savior, we are new creatures that God's love just transforms us into a new creature. Our old life, how we lived before Jesus, that's dead. And, and we are crucified with Jesus on the cross. And I, Personally, this is something I struggled with for years. I struggled with, you know, I was a not a good Christian when when my sweet Brenda and I got married. By the way, oh, we're we're recording this on a Thursday. This coming Tuesday will be Brenda's and my thirty first anniversary. Wow! How how <laughs> she has put up with me for thirty one years? I don't know. That is the mystery of the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Uh, so you know she is is really good when I start when I get down on myself and I think about and I, when I start listening to the lies of the enemy again and she for years looked at me and said Chris you're not that person anymore and you need to let that go and you know and it doesn't happen as much anymore especially since God has has revealed to me it's in such a real way his love and and just in so many ways. Um, but when it happened years ago, she was right there to tell me, you're not that person anymore. God has changed you. God has transformed you. And that means a lot. And you, you, it, it, my wife is just cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, it, you know, we're dead to our old self. And we're also dead to the world. Same thing. We're, it, with the world and the system, before we knew Jesus, we were part of that system. You know, I was that person back then. And, but now, we died to our old self, and our, and our interest and involvement in the world is dead, too. We walk in Christ. We, we are no longer part of the world system. We're part of the kingdom of God. And it, we just can't, you know, overstate that. And... I don't know. Every once in a while, I get emotional um, because I, I I am reminded in my spirit what God has done for me and I, and what I have seen Him do in so many lives, and and I get emotional. I think, Ugh. and so I I have to pause for, for a second. <laughs> uh, but those truths that we are citizens of heaven and that we are dead to our old self into the world, those are important things to remember because the enemy wants us to become worldly. And I, and I, I think that's, a, that's a, a word that's overused sometimes in the church, but not, maybe not overused, um, but it can become cliche. Yeah, but we can become like the world. And like I was saying, these people who are, are Christians who have not allowed the Lord to really change their lives, that they're, they're kind of carnal. Um, but the more worldly we are, people like that, the more worldly they are, the, more, the less effective we are in our mission to be you know, world changers, to, 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 to resist the enemy and to um, forward the kingdom of God. Still trying to, I'm still trying to recover from the the, the emotional part. <laughs> Do you oh. remember when I first started coming to the church and I became more active and more active? I said yep. to you one day, "What are you going to say when somebody outside of the church says to you, why are you letting her come to your church?'" <laughs> but that's hey, an example of how I yeah. can. You're God's I'm not now. that person. I'm not that person yeah. anymore. Amen. Yeah. At all, but someone. You know, residual guilt and Satan whispering in your ear. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah, and and he even with Christians, mm -hmm. the, he's constantly wish, uh, whispering in our ear. He's trying to throw us off. Um, that's why we focus on Christ, and that's that's why we 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 don't put those things. It's like when we're talking about we, being worldly, we're talking about being more like the world system than we are being like Jesus. And, and believe those lies of the enemy. Believe the philosophies and the ideas that are against the Word of God. And instead of believing the Word of God. So, more, and it's just getting more and more blatant. You know, the, there's so many examples that I want to give that are, are just not, I don't want to get into it. 
<laughs> yeah, because you could go on and on and on and on, giving examples yeah. of how corrupt everything is and how bad the world is. Yeah, and that's and why we don't want to be part of it exactly. any more than we have to be. <laughs> well, and you know there there are blatant lies that the enemy tells us that that the world is believing now. The, the what comes to my mind is. Um, you know, something that, that we've talked a lot to about, I talk a lot about to Corinna and we, we discuss it is the difference between a man and a woman. And, you know, there's a lot of talk in the, uh, you know, we talk a lot about how, uh, trans women competing against biological women in, um, in sports and that it's just not fair. And, um, some high-ranking official in San Francisco, you know, one of the colleges in San Francisco, um, a couple months back, said there is no discernible difference between, you know, there's no competitive difference between um, a trans woman and and a, a cis woman. He flunked anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is a lie of the world that they want us to believe. They want to deny the creation of God. They want to deny. Let's just say deny science. That accepted, you know, truths that have been realities for since man came on. That since God created Adam and Eve. Uh, newsflash: Men and women are different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have different musculature. We have, you know, we're just different. Yeah, and it's it it's it's getting more and more. More and more people are rejecting that and and saying this can't happen. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And it's not that you know we we hate trans people. That we hate. My daughter is trans, for heaven's sake. Well, my child, Nina, is trans. If I could ever remember to call them that. Um, and so it's, it's difficult. Yeah. And I struggle too. But I don't hate my baby kid. I don't hate anybody. I, you know, I love them just because I don't agree with everything that they say, just because I don't, um, you know, agree with how they're living their lives. It doesn't change that we love them, that we care about them. So, okay, I, I just keep going off on these rabbit trails. This is going to be like a, a two-hour uh, two episode here. <laughs> well, we do that on the radio, so kind of like, you know, you're yeah. sitting here looking at me, and that's what we do. We go, oops, we went down another rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't look at Joyce and say, save me, because <laughs> she's already with me. <laughs> hey, I'm already looking for another rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> But and that's the thing when we talk about that, it's even when we're talking about trans athletes and stuff like that. Worldliness is not necessarily an action or an activity. It's I mean, there's sinfulness that's worldly and stuff like that, but it's really more a state of the heart. It's mm-hmm. it's thinking and acting in ways that are contrary to the will of God. And um, if we do that then we have fallen into worldliness. We were briefly discussing the, the 2020 horrible year, you know. Mm-hmm. People succumbed to that sort of thing. They they were panicked over every little thing. Toilet paper. The for great toilet sakes. paper yes, panic no, of 2020. That won't, that won't go down in history. Oh. But it was, people were being, what you say, stampeded, herded into yeah. this panic, uh, I don't know, like a, like a stampede of cattle. Yeah. Well, and and when, when it was clear, when they, when, you know, people were saying, "Okay, it's time. It's it's safe to come out now." How many people stayed in their homes out of fear, mm-hmm. and they but they they had allowed themselves to get sucked into that. And I'm not criticizing. It's it's a, it was a t- it was a tough time mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, I respect that in people, but the panic mentality of you, know, you have to buy this and then yeah. store this and and you know covet that because your neighbor has more than you do and it's just a, a bad situation oh yeah it was a it was a time when when really so many people including christians including good and loving christians were saying i have to get mine i have to take care of my family yes. yeah. i i me my mine and in, instead of you know where christ said you know whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me it's not about me. It's never about me. It's all about Christ and looking out and trusting him that as I follow his precepts, as we, as we walk in him, he will provide. He'll show us what to do. We might go without sometimes, but we, will never, we may go, out, go without physically, but we will never go without Christ. And so that's, that's where our focus needs to be. The world system says... Get your own. 
you know, satisfy yourself. I want what I want when I want it. You yeah, know. that's the philosophy more mm -hmm. or less of, of most people. But Jesus is saying, no, don't do that. That's bad. You know, um, live, we, we live how he wants us to live with a life of holiness. And um, it's easy sometimes to want, what's, it, what's the best way to put this? Sometimes we, we, we don't admit our Christianity is great, great because there's always a chance of blowback. There's always a chance, especially in the world today. And, but Jesus reminds us, you know, whoever's ashamed of me and my words, the son of man will be ashamed to the, uh, of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the father and the holy angels. The world system is telling us that Christianity is bad. How God wants you to live and how the Bible says to live is bad. And the logic says, don't follow, their logic says, don't follow him, but because the world's going to hate you. That, that's not a good... <laughs> it would be a wonderful world if everybody was like Jesus. Yeah. Kind, considerate, uh, caring about other human beings. Um, but just, it wouldn't be a fallen world if that happened either. It's true. <laughs> no, but um, again, you know, they want, the world wants you to conform to the way it does things. And um, Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop thinking the way you're thinking. Change the way you think to be a mind of Christ and to think in a biblical sense. And, and then it, it says, then you will be able to test and approve what, God is, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I, I really hope that this... <laughs> That this, um, what we're talking about, sounds more logical and flowing than what I'm, you know, <laughs> what it sounds to me. <laughs> it's really, but it's it's interesting. You know, uh, Paul, you know, told the Colossians, "See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human ways of thinking and 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 that kind of stuff." The the way the world thinks is that hollow and deceptive. Um, philosophy. I said, just don't buy into it. And I, I, the best example of this is I can I could ever think of is how I became a Star Trek geek. It, it's it was one of those things I had I had to come to a point that I had to admit it a couple years back, and it was vividly illustrated to me. It was, it was just so funny. Corinne and I were sitting watching it in. We were watching. Um, I think it was Picard. The, it's one of the newer newer Star Trek shows. I think it was Picard. I can't remember because it, it was a while ago. But we were watching one of the new Star Trek shows, and we watched, and a, a, a new character got into a fight, and just by the way the character was fighting, um, I immediately thought in my brain, "That's a synthetic human. That's a synthetic human." Okay, no, I didn't say android. I was specific. The Star Trek terminology is synthetic human. And then finally, when the bad guy got unmasked, no, he wasn't a synthetic human. I saw him immediately. I said, hey, that's a Romulan. <laughs> and Corinna's sitting next, and I'm saying these things out loud. And, and she's like, what? You did, you know, and, and Corinna looked at it and says, no, 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 that's a Vulcan. And I said, I, I said, no, 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 it's Romulan. And I, I corrected her, but I consciously, I had to consciously stop myself from explaining the difference of between the, the Viking or the the Vulcan and the Romulan and how they are both one. And da, 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 da. I had to consciously stop myself. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, you know, it's just like, um, it, it, the, the camera, you know, zooms out and comes out to a wide shot of the Earth, and there's this spaceship. And I immediately looked at it and said, that's a Borg ship. <laughs> and Brent, or Corinna looks at me and says, how do you know this stuff? <laughs> I am a 100% Star Trek geek. I did not start out. <laughs> I did not plan on being a Star Trek geek. My big, my big show that I loved when I was a kid was Lost in Space. I loved Lost in Space. 
looking back on it, it wouldn't be adequate for today's taste. No, you know? yeah, not the way, not the way they made it back then. Yeah. But it really happened to me without realizing it. I, I simply watched the show. I watched. Uh, oh, I'm. I love the original series. Mm-hmm. I love Star Trek: The Original Series, and I suspect you watched it more than once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can now. I can now uh, um, know. I, I'll. Most of the episodes, I can identify them in the first ten to fifteen seconds of the show. Of the of the show, um, but then Next Generation came out, and I watched that. And um, Brenda, when we were first married, she made me one of her few flaws. She made me watch Deep Space Nine. I did not like Deep Space Nine, but I watched it. And and I think it was during twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one or something like that. We watched the entire series of Voyager. That's eight seasons. With, and, and I didn't mind that, you know, about uh, uh, Captain Janeway being a, a woman. I didn't, I didn't think twice about it. I know that there are other Star Trek people throwing hissy fits that, oh, women, sh- women shouldn't be a captain. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Huh. I mean, the whole show was more touchy-feely, you know, emotion stuff than um, than previous you know, series. But it was... A, it was a different type of show. It was a different situation. That the, that the okay. It's, See, I'm doing it again. I'm as, doing it again. As Spock would say, it's only logical that there would be women commanders of the starship. Yes. Well, and and so now, and we watch Strange New Worlds, the new, the brand new. I don't watch the cartoon one. I'm not interested in that. But I watched all the movies. Uh, Star Trek: the, the Wrath of Khan is still one of the best, my favorites. Um, I've even watched Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Even though that was two hours of my life that I will never get back, <laughs> <laughs> I just exposed myself repeatedly over and over and over again on the course of time to the various Star Trek shows that you learn the different, you know, characters, the different uh, creatures and types of creatures and everything. You just learn them, and I, you can even say I assimilated them, you know, the Star Trek information and the culture. The thing is, you become worldly the same way. I'm. I did not go down a rabbit hole. I'm. 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 I'm back. The purpose that the, the, um, you come. You become worldly the same way. You repeatedly expose yourself to the world's philosophies, um, to hollow religious ideas, that uh, to and to humanism, and to ideas that are pseudo biblical. They sound good. Quickest example is God helps those who help themselves. No, 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 no. Or God will never give you more than you can handle. No, he promises he will never tempt you beyond what you are capable of withstanding. But when it comes to the difficulties of life, well, he I should say he will never allow you to be tempted more than you can withstand. But you can tempt yourself way beyond what you, you, know, what you can stand. But when it comes to the trials of life, it's not about... God will never let you have a trial that's more than you can handle. I can't handle anything without God. So it's a it's a pseudo-biblical thing. It sounds good. Um, but through TV and movies and music and social media and books they, and attacks from spiritual forces that also that we can't see. You know, it's it's almost kind of like same thing with with a board. You know, resistance is futile. You will be assimilated, and if you if you expose yourself repeatedly, you're always going to get some exposure to it because we live in the world. We have to, like you said, we have to work. We have to live in the world itself. But if you're not putting back into yourself the Word of God every day, and and knowing and memorizing Scripture, and um, going to church and, and being discipled by a, a more mature believer and, and um, listening to the teachings of, of, um, of the Word of God. And you're not doing that, and all you're getting is feed, feedback from the world. You will become worldly. The, the more you expose yourself, the more it sinks in. Until one day, you just realize how far you've gone and how worldly you've become. And, and how far you've walked away from the Word of God and your relationship with Christ. It's very easy to do. You may still be going to church, you know, and, and you still believe in God and you still believe in Jesus, but you have, 
you have a, a what I call a cursory relationship with Jesus. That you do have a saving, a saving belief in Christ, um, but you're so worldly and you're so out of touch with the way God wants you to live that, as far as the kingdom itself, you're completely ineffective. You're, it's a strong word, but you're effectively useless to the kingdom because you look just like the world and you think just like the world. And that's that's good enough for Satan. Once we become become believers, he knows he's lost that soul. Um, unless he's able to get us to reject our faith, get you, get you to re- openly reject your faith. Um, but second best thing is making you completely ineffective and useless to the kingdom. That's what you know. Basically, that's it. That's what he wants. And the most powerful weapon against the world system and its influence is the inner assimilation of God's word. And yes, I'm continuing to use Star Trek words, assimilation of God's word, (laughs) knowing and applying the objective truth of scripture that we have overcome the world by belief in the son of God. Boom, baby. That's the (laughs) truth right there. I just want to clarify for our listeners that he doesn't run around in Star Trek uniform and do cosplay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he stops short of that. <laughs> I am not a Trekkie, okay? <laughs> yes. I, I, I have not gone there yet, okay? <laughs> Don't say yet. <laughs> I'm too old to be a Trekkie. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't want to make that change at your stage of life. <laughs> but it, it, but that's, that's how the world does it. That's how Satan does it. It's, it's just, it's... Uh, it's like one, it's the sh- it's a sheep eating the the bl- the just eating the blade of grass in front of his nose, and just one more blade of grass, and so- sooner or later he'll be away from the the path. He'll be away from the flock because he's only looking at that next blade of grass and not realizing what they're doing. And you know, First uh, John chapter five verse five says, "Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God." Period. Knowing the truth of God's word and minimizing our exposure to these worldly philosophies. And the thing about it is we don't have to list the worldly philosophies that are out there today. It's obvious. If you're in the word of God, then the world philosophies are obvious and that are contrary to God. And how many, the, the, there are so many ways that people um, allow the occult into their life that you know with whether it's tarot cards whether it's horoscopes um, astrology and new, or numerology i i know this kind of comes out we haven't talked about this and we'll talk about it more in in later episodes but um this something the lord just kind of laid on my heart it, it it anything where you are trying to gain knowledge of the future that is not of god you know that you're not seeking god you are seeking something else to gain knowledge of the future. That's the occult. I won't even get into Ouija boards. Um, no, we don't do Ouija boards. I could do a whole episode <laughs> on, on Ouija boards, and, and and I'd be yelling the whole time. But <laughs> but these are these are ideas that are completely counter to God's truth, and um, it, we can't allow them. We can't. It's not something that can be in our lives. And it's not, you can, especially people who think horoscopes are, oh, I just read my horoscope. It's so cute. And it, no, it's not. It is, it is something that has been derived um, from astrology and from, you know, from things that are not of God and it can get into you. Well, it's one of those things I can't believe is, uh, otherwise intelligent people would wake up in the morning, go to their computer, open the newspaper or something and, See these words that are, you know, Taurus, you're going to have a bad day today or whatever. <laughs> Come on now, people. Yeah. <laughs> That's like going to the fortune teller. Well, and, and a lot of times they become self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. People who who genuinely take their horoscope seriously, yeah. they walk out prepared for a bad day. And sometimes they're just, they cause yeah. it almost. Yeah. In my experience, when you think you're going to have a bad day, you usually wind up having a bad mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Well, I think I've beaten that horse enough um, <laughs> not quite to death but he's he's seriously <laughs> lagging <laughs> but that yeah you know, when when we when we talk about um 
resistance against the world, fighting, you know, the, the battlefront of the world. It's about the world organizations, about their philosophies. All that is, is co- contrary to the word of God. The only and best way to know what is counter to the word of God is know the word of God. That, And I will say it again, the inner assimilation of God's word. It's not just reading it. It's, it's reading it over and over and, and, don't be like Pastor Chris. You know, remember the the uh, book and chapter and verse of it that you can call up when you hear something that is that sounds good, but you've got the Word of God in you and you got the Holy Spirit working in you to say, no, no, that's not right. That is not how. That's not what God says. And and to walk in Christ and and strive for a holy life. That's the best way that we battle against the world is, is we don't take in its stuff. So I, I really hope that blesses you. I, I, um, I tell you what, let's close in prayer. Our holy God, as we continue uh, this, uh, this subject of spiritual warfare, Lord, the world is getting more and more um, aggressive against your word, against what, you say and what you tell us to believe and how to how to live lord we ask in the name of jesus i pray everyone listening to this right now i pray an anointing of your holy spirit that will give them an understanding of your word that is beyond what they've ever had before and and remind us lord to read your word to know your word to understand who you are lord And we praise you in advance for the blessings that you are going to heap upon your children. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. It, I, I could go on, but, you know, God wants me to shut up. So we'll see you next time on Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things. And remember, God smiles when he sees you.